Okay, so today we're looking at Batman number 14, the December-January issue, published in probably 1942. And we're looking at the first comic within that issue. So before we start this comic, I just have to tell you that I'm in a bit of a conundrum about the warning here. It'll be a spoiler, so if you don't want any spoilers for this episode, and you think you'd be okay without a warning, go ahead and skip forward 10 seconds. Alright, now that the people who don't want to be spoiled are gone, I'm just gonna have to give a warning for suicide. The cover to this comic is all yellow. Batman is clearly dissatisfied with this. So he's peeled back the corner to reveal the page behind the cover, which has the penguin parading around waving his umbrella. And Robin's taking advantage of this and is hidden behind the fold in the cover to attack the penguin. On the inside cover, we have Batman and Robin and four other people standing around an X. One of the people's a British guy with a monocle. Another is this cowboy-looking guy. Then a guy in a polka dot suit, and finally a woman. They're all bending down to examine the X, and out of it, there's this little stream of smoke like a balloon string that leads up to this guy's head, which is floating in the air like a balloon. And we're told that this is the case that Batman failed to solve. What heresy. So the comic starts out with an invitation. It says, You are cordially invited to a conference of the world's greatest detectives. November 18th, 1943, I believe. New York City. The guest of honor will be Mr. Dana Dreyer. And now, first panel in, I think we can make a good guess of what's going to happen. We can tell from the inside cover that the guest of honor, Mr. Dana Dreyer, will be murdered. It's a case that Batman fails to solve, which means it will be tricky but not impactful. And there's an invitation going out to all the world's greatest detectives. So, I think Mr. Dana Dreyer will fake his death at this party, then all the detectives will have to solve it. Batman won't be able to solve it, but then at the end Mr. Dreyer will come out and explain everything. Comic hypothesis made. The first person to receive this invitation isn't actually Batman. It's a guy named Sir John, who is Scotland Yard's ace sleuth. So you can tell he's inferior to Sherlock Holmes because he actually works for Scotland Yard. He says that nothing will keep him from paying homage to Dana Dreyer. The next person to receive this letter is a guy in cowboy clothes with a sheriff star. Hey, Batman's also a sheriff. They could be friends or something. He also confirms with some of his friends that of course he's gonna go, and that he wants to pay respects to Dana Dreyer. The third person to receive this invitation is a woman, a mystery writer. She's all, I don't solve a lot of real cases, I'm just an amateur. I'll never be as good as the other two, but I still want to meet Dana Dreyer. The next person to get the envelope is a Chinese guy from San Francisco, or as the comic calls it, Frisco. It's 15 years after 1928. The Great Frisco War has already happened. You're not allowed to call it that anymore. 
You should know better, writers of Batman. Anyway, this guy from San Francisco says that he'll go to New York at once to honor Dana Dreyer. And finally, the very last people to receive the invitation are Batman and Robin. Commissioner Gordon actually gets the letter for them since Batman is very secret. And he's super impressed. He's like, what a great honor for you to be ranked with sleuths like Dr. Sue and Grace Sears. Batman's like, yeah, we'll be there with bells on. And Robin clearly does not recognize the importance of this letter. He's all, who's Dana Dreyer? Batman's all, how could you, Robin? You've been shirking your criminology studies. Everybody knows Dana Dreyer. And then he opens up the little criminal card file that he has and pulls out the stuff on Dana Dreyer. This could be his own, but I believe it's the one at the police station, since their background hasn't changed. Also, each drawer of the criminal file cabinet only has two letters inside it, so Batman must have at least 13 drawers. Batman shows Robin all of Dana Dreyer's accomplishments. There's a picture of him from 1880 as he rounds up the notorious Grave Gang. Then there's one of him from 1910 where he cracked the Connie poisoning case. Batman's all, he's worked over a thousand murders and never failed. Robin is now suitably impressed and they go to New York, which is probably not too far away from them, where they meet all these other detectives. The guy in the cowboy clothing is Sheriff Plinkett and Batman greets him first while the other detectives introduce themselves to each other. After a while of talk among the guests, they all sit down on these two sofas, and Dana Dreyer gets up on a little stage in front of them to talk. Everybody's super impressed. They say things like, yippee, and bravo, bravo. To start the party off, Dana Dreyer gives a speech about how he's going to retire, but he has great confidence in these younger detectives. But just as he said the word retire, bang! A shot comes straight through the open window. Everybody freaks out. Batman and Robin are the only people who even look at the window, and while they're doing that, Dana Dreyer falls to the ground. He knocks his table over, and everyone realizes he's been shot. And in the next panel, we can tell he's really dead because his corpse has turned to purple. Detective Sue, the Chinese guy, even swears in what is probably fake Chinese. I only took two years of it. Batman and Robin continue to stare out the window, but when they look for who could have shot Dana Dreyer, they don't see anyone. There's no building he could have been shot from because the building they're in is right next to the river. Batman's all, that shot couldn't have come out of thin air, Robin. This case is a baffler. Batman turns back to the other detectives and he's like, Dana Dreyer's been murdered. We need to pay a last tribute to him by solving the case of his murder. And all the other detectives are like, yes, of course, Batman, we can totally solve this mystery. Batman's all like, great, let's turn it into a competition. We're all going to meet back here at midnight, and whoever solves the murder wins. Batman, this case already seems hard enough. Maybe you should all work together. But Batman doesn't have time to contemplate that, because right then, while he's still talking to the detectives, Robin sees a guy running towards a door from the stage. He's all, Batman, look, and they chase the guy. He runs into a storage cupboard. Batman says it's probably because he doesn't know where he's going. 
And he's right. When the man can't escape out another door, he turns around with two guns and goes, Batman, blast you. Batman tells Robin to go easy on the guy because they want him to be able to talk after they're finished beating him up. And Robin's like, all right, and then he kicks a tin of paint into the guy's face. Then Batman starts throwing wrapping paper at him. After a while, he's covered in wrapping paper. Robin goes up to him and punches him in the face with a swack that follows his fist's motion line. Batman's like, all right, time to talk. But then, just as Batman and Robin are going to interrogate him, Detective Sue comes out of nowhere and trips them both with a single foot, and the guy gets away. Batman and Robin are like, what was that? But Detective Sue shouts over his shoulder that this person might lead them back to the murderer, and then he chases him. Batman and Robin don't follow. Instead, they go back to where the other detectives are. Grace Sear was examining Mr. Dreyer's body. She found out that he was wearing a brand new suit. So she wants to go find where he got this suit in hopes that it can lead her to some clues or something. I don't see how that would help at all, seeing as he was shot through a window, but I guess all the detectives need to go do different things. Batman asks if there was anything in his pockets, but she says there wasn't and goes off to find out where he got his clothing. Batman and Robin go back and talk to the other detectives that are still here. Sir John says he wants to go with the body to the morgue to examine it, and that's how he solves all his murders. And Sheriff Plunkett wants to hang around the crime scene and think a bit. Now all detectives are solving the case from their own points of view, and Batman has to find one for himself as well. He and Robin decide to take the Batmobile, still with the creepy Bathead, to Mr. Dreyer's apartment where they could have missed some big clues. Batman's all, Grace missed the biggest clue of all. Dreyer's pockets were empty. I mean, I suppose that is a little weird. You'd think he'd have, like, his wallet on him or something, but it was 1940. Who knows what people carried in their pockets back then? Like, string or nothing. When Batman and Robin get to Dana Dreyer's house, which is all covered in greenery, they see a bunch of people inside. Batman is able to walk in the door without breaking it. But when he does, he looks at all the guys and he's like, Oh, there are just too many guys for us to take on, Robin. We'd better go. Robin's like, what are you talking about, Batman? There's only three guys in here. I can handle this mob alone. And then he runs into the room and starts beating up all the guys. He punches one through a window. But when he tries to go after them, Batman trips him. Robin's all, hey, Batman. But Batman's like, as... Sue would say, sorry, Robin, but I've been trying to clue you in to let them escape. Why? What do you think it's going to do for you? Batman has a plan. He's all, if we capture them, they probably won't tell us what they came for. So we just need to put the room in order and wait for them to come and try to steal their thing again. What are you talking about, Batman? That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. One, there is every chance they will tell you what they came for if you capture them. It's happened before. And two, how do you know they didn't already find what they wanted? Or are going to come back at all now that they know Batman's watching the place? Somehow, Robin thinks this is a good idea, though, and they start putting everything back in order. After a bit of tidying, they find this shield with some swords attached to it. But there's also an empty buckle that indicates there must have been something there in the first place. 
Robin doll, I put everything back, but I can't find whatever weapon is supposed to be on this shield. And Batman's like, I've pulled a boner. That's what the thugs wanted and got. We're going to police headquarters. Yeah, Batman. I told you it was a stupid idea. Batman and Robin take the shield and swords to the police office in New York. They all look at it, but none of them can tell what weapon was stolen. But this trip wasn't an entire waste because Sir John is also at the police station. He calls to Batman and shows him a clue. It's this little arrowhead-looking thing, and he's all, This is the bullet that killed Dreyer, but it's absolutely shapeless. No rifle marks at all. I can't understand it. It looks like it ricocheted off several walls. Batman takes a look, too, and he's like, That's an old musket ball. Why did the murderer use an old-fashioned gun when he could have used a modern one? Okay, modern is a relative term here, Batman. I'm surprised any of your guns work at all. Batman and Robin are pretty puzzled by this, but they decide to keep going with their investigation. Batman said before that all the detectives were going to come meet up at midnight to see if any of them had solved the case, and he's treating it as a deadline. When they come out of the police station, they meet Gray Sears running up to them. She tells them that she's found something that doesn't make sense and drags them off to a magician's suit shop. The guy working there says that Mr. Dreyer's asked for a magician suit to be made for him recently, and that's the suit he was killed in. Batman sure is lucky that all the other detectives are coming to him with the things they found out since he turned this into a competition. Even though they now know that Mr. Dreyer was wearing a magician's suit when he was killed, they don't know what that means. And while they're talking to the guy who makes suits, a bunch of thugs burst in. One of them's all, there they are, guys. It's the same thugs that Batman let get away before. They all surround Batman and Robin and they're like, no rough stuff, Batman. You know it doesn't pay to tangle with us. And yeah, you ought to wise up or you might get hurt. Robin whispers to Batman. How about it, Batman? This is a real McCoy. This time, can we let them have it? And Batman's all, yeah, I guess we can let them have it, Robin. And by have it, of course, they mean punch them really hard in the face, which they do immediately. They take out four guys at once, and the last guy is just left standing there with a question mark over his head. It takes a couple more panels, but they beat these guys up. One of them gets shoved into a room containing all the top hats with the rabbits in them, and all the rabbits, which also kind of look like cats, jump out of the hat and pounce on him. Another guy gets hit on the head with an umbrella, but what Batman and Robin didn't realize is this is a trick umbrella, and when it's hit too hard, it goes boom, and a bunch of flags fly out. These temporarily blind Batman and Robin, and the thugs are able to capture them. They bring them back to their thug hideout, where the main thug is waiting for them. While they're there, one of the thugs takes this suitcase that I guess Batman and Robin were carrying, and gives it to the head thug. But when he opens it, he's completely dissatisfied. It's just the shield and the swords. That's not what he wanted at all. And he explains to Batman what he wanted to find. He's all, listen, Batman. Mr. Dreyer was a great detective. He solved loads of cases just for the fun of it. And he had enough evidence on me to send me to jail. But he never turned me in. After he died, I thought everyone was going around to collect the evidence he had on me. But clearly you don't have it. Batman's all, but why do you think I have it in the first place? 
and the head thug is all. Well, I saw Dwyer take it with him when he left to go to that detective convention. They must be around here somewhere. I've got to go find them. And then his thugs tie Batman and Robin up and leave them in the thug hideout. They're actually tied up pretty securely, so it takes them a little while to wiggle around their bonds. And before they do, they see someone creeping out of the shadows with a knife. Batman's like, oh no. And when the guy comes up to him, he takes his bound feet and kicks him in the face. Uh, but that was actually really rude because this is Detective Suit. He's come with a knife to cut them free. He tells Batman and Robin that he was able to find them because he followed the guy that they beat up back at the very beginning of the comic all the way here. So these thugs were completely red herrings. All of them. They tell Detective Sue what's been going on and show him the shield. And when he sees it, he's all, Oh yeah, that's Mr. Dryer's, but why is his flintlock pistol missing? Batman's like, a flintlock pistol? Now I'm beginning to understand. I'm such a fool for not knowing before. Batman and Robin leave Detective Sue and sprint back to the building where the meeting was taking place. Robin's all, so you think the missing flintlock pistol killed Dryer? Batman's all, yeah, I'll explain that as soon as we get there. They get to the building and punch over a thug who's guarding it, because he's obviously a red herring and has nothing to do with these murders. They continue through, beating up even more thugs, who are all shocked. They shove some into a revolving door, and then crowd them into an elevator. Back in the 1940s, elevator operators were still a thing, so they have to tell the woman inside to take them to the 15th floor while they beat all these guys up inside the elevator. We see the elevator going up, and then on the 15th floor, all the thugs are thrown out, with the elevator lady completely uninvolved in the fight. They keep shoving the thugs ahead of them, and when they get to the room, Sheriff Plunkett, who is already in there, points his guns at them. He's all, greetings, strangers. From the looks of you, Batman and Robin ought to be somewhere behind you. And the thugs are all thrown to the floor and taken out. Then Batman and Robin start investigating the real case. They go over to the window where the shot came from, and Sheriff Plunkett shows them this mark he found on the windowsill. Batman's like, I know, this is the last clue I need. Hmm, this is starting to sound pretty familiar, Batman. Batman and Robin jump out the window of the 15th floor, right into the river next to the building. That seems really dangerous, guys. I feel like you could definitely die from that. Yeah, 15th floors are usually somewhere between 150 and 200 feet up, so you guys better be making that jump with some sort of safety equipment. I suppose Batman and Robin are, because they do survive landing in the river. Once they're in, Robin's all, why are we in the river, Batman? Robin, you really need to stop doing things just because Batman tells you to. You should ask why you're going into the river before you're in the river. Batman's all, the solution to Dreyer's murder is at the bottom, and now I've got it with me. Let's go to shore. Once they're at the shore, Batman explains to Robin. He's all, we assumed this was a murder, but it wasn't. It was suicide. Dreyer knew he would die shortly of an incurable malady, so he staged this mystery to baffle us all, and he was hoping we'd never be able to solve it. Then he describes what Dreyer must have done. He says that he killed himself with this apparatus where he used the sun to heat up the powder of a flintlock pistol and make it fire at him. That's why he had to use an old gun, not a modern one, which can't be fired by heat. 
Once the gun fired while he was giving his speech, he is very lucky that that thing actually hit him and not one of his audience members or something that wasn't him. It fell off the windowsill and into the river where it could never be recovered, along with his diary, which he'd attached to it. Okay, Batman, I see. You're copying Sherlock Holmes again. You're copying the problem of Thor Bridge, where a woman uses a tie to drag her pistol into a river after she kills herself to frame her husband's new crush. Normally, I'd say that there are enough stories about stuff like this where the gun is disposed of after death that Batman isn't necessarily copying the problem of Thor Bridge, but the mark on the windowsill really gives it away. Sherlock Holmes finds a mark on the bridge from the gun in the problem of Thor Bridge, which is the clue he needs to solve the case. At least you're copying a pretty obscure one this time, Batman. And as I've said before, you do have pretty good taste. The problem of Thor Bridge is one of my favorites, too. Now that Batman has explained the murder, and I've explained how Batman is copying Sherlock Holmes again, we get to read Mr. Dreyer's diary. Batman and Robin flip through to find anything interesting, where we come to an entry from January 26, 1940. The entry reads, This is the last bit of evidence that solves the greatest mystery I've worked on. I now have indisputable proof that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same man. However, since he wishes his identity to be kept secret, I shall keep that secret for him. Guy figured it out seven months after the first Batman comic came out. Pretty good. This also makes him chronologically the first person to guess Batman's identity, although the third we've been informed of. Batman's all. Dreyer figured out the truth three years ago, but he never told. Then he and Robin have to run back up to the penthouse to talk to all the other detectives because it's midnight. They gather up in a circle and talk about what they've found, but no one can figure it out. Batman's the only one who found the gun, and he's not telling. He's all, ladies and gentlemen, Robin and I must confess that we have failed. We cannot crack the case. Now everyone else is like, right, that makes sense. This is just too complicated. None of us can figure it out. So this wasn't the case that Batman couldn't solve. This is the case that Batman just lied about solving, which he kind of does a lot. But now the case is over, and with everyone gone, Batman and Robin are free to take the diary back to their trophy room, where they lock it away in a glass box. The trophy room looks great, very similar to what it looked like in the past. It's even got the penguin in its correct spot. Batman's all, since Dreyer kept our secret, Robin, it's only fair that we keep his. Let's let his murder remain the mystery he wanted it to be. The end.